I was drifting away on life's pitiless sea when the angry waves threatened my ruin to be. When away at my side there I dimly described a stately old vessel and loudly I cried, Ship Well, once again, we say welcome aboard. It's good to be with you this time. Brother Mon speaking. Our program here called The Mariner's Call. What an opportunity for this old mariner to be with you. Spent the better part of all my lost life in the Gulf of Mexico. My father was a commercial fisherman. My grandfather was a commercial fisherman. My great-grandfather was a commercial fisherman. My great-great-grandfather was a commercial fisherman. My other great-great-great-grandfather was a burgermeister in, in the Germany, in the Flensburg, Germany, and then from Osterode. So I've got a heritage of the sea, and it's so good to be with you. So we, I really enjoy the intro. We think about ship ahoy. We do say ahoy to all of those who listen to us at this time. God bless you for just being there. I've got a promise for you. You're on the book of Job, Job chapter 5. i got a promise. You said a promise in Job? Job chapter 5, i got a promise, verse 7, and it's good, and uh, you will enjoy it. I promise. If there's ever anything we can do for you, please feel free to correspond with us. If you have access to a computer, you can find us on the World Wide Web, www. And, of course, we're just at F-O-M-M dot O-R-G. F-O-M-M, that's Fishers of Men Ministries, F-O-M-M dot O-R-G. You can find us there. Pull us up. You can look at some things about us. You might even find a picture there, and you had better not laugh. Folks say, Brother Juan, you don't look like what you sound like. Well, I don't know what I'm supposed to look like in reference to uh, how I sound as far as our talk is concerned. But if you'd like to uh, reach us, please, something we can do for you, uh, let us know. We're just thankful for the fact that you're there. All the mail comes in each morning. They come in and say, here you go, Brother Mon, slap on my desk. You know, this info, either emails or, or the snail mail, and it's always good, to, always good to hear from you. Sometimes the mail gets burdensome, but when it gets burdensome, I think, you know, this person took the time to contact us. What a blessing that is to me. We've got some letters that just come to us from around the world. God bless you just for being there. Better get into our text. Uh, a promise here, Job chapter 5, verse 7, and I'm going to read verse 6 to stay with the context. It says, although affliction cometh not forth of the dust, neither doth trouble spring out of the ground, yet man is born unto trouble as the sparks fly upward. You said, that's a promise? Yes, it said, man is born unto trouble. You promised here a bushel of trouble. You said, brother Mon, I used to like you. Well, I'm not trying to bring trouble your way. I'm trying to say something like this. You know, I've had to learn in life 
that as far as trouble is concerned, trouble comes for a reason. You know, we think about in Job's case, Job chapter 5, what was taking place here? Why is this man experiencing trouble? What is, you know, what's ultimately this sovereign God trying to do for this man? And uh, the devil makes an accusation that was not true. He said, you, you give him a bushel of trouble and he'll curse you to your face. He'll turn his back on you. Is that what happened? No. You read Job 1, Job 2, it looks horrible. But you keep reading uh, 5, 6, 7, 8, 10, 12, 14, 16, 20, 30, 40. <laughs> Job chapter 41, the last chapter. Oh, what a blessed chapter. God takes and rewards Joseph because he understands that trouble has come his way for a reason. As far as my life is concerned, I'll be honest with you. When I think about trouble, it says in the text, man is born unto trouble. I don't like that promise, but it says man is born unto trouble. All right, if you have been born, and I, I hope I'm, most of you that are listening, I hope you've been born. I had one time, I think my father got disgusted with me in some of my ways. He said, he said, you must have been hatched. Some seagull must have hatched. You must have thrown an egg down on the beach and hatched and came out and it was you, you know. No, I've been born. Uh, my mother and father, Andrew and Margaret Munn. Yes, I'll always be their son. Born into this world. What promise do I have? Trouble. A bushel of trouble. What's it for? My friend, we have movements that go around the world at times. There's a movement that's going around this world that talks about how every day, uh, every day you're going to experience happiness. Every day you're going to experience needs supplied. Every day, kind of a, a prosperity type gospel. Every day is going to be a good day, my friend. And yet I find another promise here. It's almost the opposite. Man that is born unto trouble is a few days. Or, yet man is born unto trouble as the sparks fly upward. And I was trying to get another verse in there. Man is born unto trouble. In other words, I'm going to experience trouble. Yes. Why should, uh, my friend, uh, you not be exposed to trouble? Are you any better than our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ? We think about it from Adam all the way through the Bible, all the way down to John, as he writes the book of Revelation, from Genesis to Revelation, all of God's people that's mentioned in the Bible, they were exempt from trouble, were they not? Amen? No. It's not amen, it's oh me. Adam, did he have trouble? Yes. Did Noah have trouble? Yes. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? Yes. Joseph? Yes. Moses? Yes. David? Yes. The prophets? Yes. The disciples? Yes. Our Savior? Yes. It's something I must except man is born into trouble. Man is born into trouble. I've been promised a bushel of trouble as I mature in the Lord. My friend, and of course, this brings about maturity. Uh, this is something that is accepted. I don't like trouble, to be honest with you. I don't like it in any way, but I've had to accept it. Sometimes I just cause the trouble to come to myself just foolishly. But even in that, I have to get through to the other side. What's trouble for? Let me give you a couple of practical reasons. Here's a promise here that, my friend, you are born unto trouble. Let me give you some reasons. Why does it come? And this would fit sometimes the child of God. This would fit those in the lost world alike because sometimes God is using circumstances to bring people unto himself. Sometimes trouble is just to make you think. Why did I, why did I have to experience that? Just to make you think. You know, everything in this age, age is geared to speed and mass production. People are caught up in this. They can't slow down. So what does God do? Slow you down. 
man one time told me as he lay on his back on a bed in the hospital. I said, what's going on? He said, God had to slow me down. And for the particular man that I'm talking about, God had to slow him down to even get his attention to where this man would look up. Now, he was looking at the ceiling of the hospital, but, oh, he was compelled by God to look all the way through that ceiling into the heavens. You said, why does trouble come? (laughs) Man is born into trouble. Why? Just to make you think? It's also to help to develop patience in your life. What develops patience? Tribulation. Romans chapter 5, tribulation worketh patience. What is it, James chapter 1 and verse 3, the trying of your faith worketh patience. We're God's chosen vessel. He's the potter. He can chip away on us, form us, fashion us, and he's trying to do so like unto himself. This process doesn't get in a hurry. He said, what's happening? God's trying to develop patience in our life. How do, how do I get this blessed attribute that's like God? I get it from a bushel of trouble. You know, sometimes what will happen is God will take, when trouble comes your way, sometimes God will calm the storm. But you know, another way to address that is this. Sometimes God will calm the storm, but sometimes he'll let the storm rage and calm the child. Why does trouble come? It comes sometimes just to make me think, uh, to develop patience in my life, sometimes just to make me sympathetic. You know, the, the writer to the church at Corinth there in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, all the first chapter, there's a wonderful chapter. You ought to read it sometime. 2 Corinthians chapter 1. It talks about, the first few verses talks about the God of all comfort. What is that? God comforts us. Why? Because man is born unto trouble. Can't you read between the lines, my friend? Man is born into trouble. So we think about God. What is he? He's the God of all comfort. You know, why do I need comfort? Because man is born unto trouble. Don't you understand? But why does God comfort us? To make us comfortable? Sometimes that's what we want. Oh, Lord, I've got this problem. Oh, and I tell you, I've got some things that is uh, I'm wrestling with in life right now, that I'm trusting that God would take and in his own will remove. Why is this coming my way? It's to make me sympathetic. God comforts me so that I might be able to comfort others who are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith he comforted me. All right, I have trouble. God helps me overcome the trouble that's there. All right. Now, what I can do is when I look with my eyes and go out into the world to try to minister unto people, to help people, I find somebody's experienced the same trouble. What, what can I do? My friend, I can pray with them. I can hold their hand. I can hug them. I can cry with them and say, I do understand the comfort that God gave me. I can give to other people. So sometimes trouble comes our way to make us think, to develop patience, to cause us to be sympathetic. Oh, I like this one. Our time goes by so fast. Sometimes trouble comes our way just to get us to depend upon him, just to depend upon him. Sometimes we fight our own battles. We, we do our own, own thing, so to speak. We think about it in Exodus chapter 14. Remember there the crossing of the Red Sea? Remember the children of Israel had left Egypt and they got down, they kind of got boxed in. I mean, there's a mountain range on one side and the sea on the other. God could take and remove the mountains. Yes, he sure could. But they want to go into the land of Canaan. It means crossing this body of water. There's no way to build a bridge. 
It's too late. What can God do? These people are caught. They have trouble beyond any man's comprehension. They're fixing to be killed by the Egyptians. What is going to happen? They have to cry unto God. Moses cried unto the Lord and said, what are we going to do? God said, touch the water with a rod. God opened the Red Sea, not the Reed Sea, by the way, not some marshy piece of land. He opened the Red Sea and uh, made a way right through the middle. He even caused, he even paved the way. He said it was dry ground, dry ground. You said, what was God doing for these people? To make them depend upon him. One time there was a man that was shipwrecked. Everyone lost except this one particular man. As he lay marooned on a beach, on a, on a deserted island. I mean, no one there. Yes, there's trees and so forth. And yes, a beautiful island, but no one there. Washing ashore was things from the wreckage. Things that might provide his help and his sustenance for a while until he could be rescued. Enough of the wood washed ashore whereby he was able to build him a little hut and a place whereby he could get himself out of the elements as far as the rain and the heat of the sun. As he came back one day after he was hunting food, he come back to the little hut area, the little area that he made for himself. It kept him alive, and it had burned to the ground. There was nothing left, nothing. He had nothing left, shipwrecked, and now lost everything else. And he lay in the ground, and he beat upon the ground. Why, why, why? And yet, before long, there was a launch that came, a small boat, to come rescue him. What happened is he found out that a ship was coming by. They saw the smoke. They saw the house, well, the smoke from the house that was on fire. The things that the man had had to be destroyed before he could be rescued. You understand what I mean? So sometimes what God brings to us is just a bushel of trouble. Until next week, Fisher Mund saying goodbye.